Episode of Exploited Cinema uh, meets Canadian Ferox for uh, Music and Horror Part Four, and uh, with us, of course, is uh, the Changeling. Um, I'm back. I'm in black. My underwear is black. It's a pleasure to be on your show, guys. And I'm going to just tell you right now, I'm going to fucking shoot on everybody. <laughs> and if you're a wrestling fan, you know what the word shoot means. It means I'm going to fucking talk shit about every internet fag out there, every podcast. I'm going to start a big internet war. There's going to be bodies. There's going to be people crying, women screaming with their babies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm ready. It's a pleasure to be back, guys. Thanks to Nick and Jason for letting me do this show, uh, episode with them. As many of you know, I love music in general, and to talk about horror films and just m- music and films in general, it's it's we're gonna have a great time. Well, yeah, man. I think like a lot of people have been looking forward to like some kind of little bit of a Ferox reunion, and I know a lot of people loved these shows. I know I enjoyed these shows when you guys dropped them, you know, uh, last year, and uh, I couldn't get enough of them. And uh, of course, um, on the show we've also got uh, Cannon Corner with uh, Andy the Dream Warrior. He'll be featuring his uh, segment and uh, throwing us some tracks and. Uh, what, we've got like four tracks from each of us, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, there'll be four tracks. And I don't know, I just want to pipe in too. This is just awesome uh, to be back in the mix. They got uh, the pepperoni man himself, like uh, mm-hmm. Canadian Fur Canadian and Exploited Cinema. We're like forming like Voltron for this music episode. <laughs> it's like the superpowers line. It, 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 really just, um, it really is. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt. Just one question I have for uh, J-Dog. Did you ever end up getting that uh, Richard Simmons tattoo? Actually, 
I did actually on my left cheek. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were telling me about it. I was just curious. Well, good for you. Awesome. Yeah, I'll send you a picture here. Yeah. One of these days. Perfect. Post some pics. Yeah. Gotta shave it up so I could see it again, though. <laughs> oh okay. Oh, whenever, whenever you have time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for asking, though. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, now I lost my train of thought. Yeah, it's like superpowers colliding here, and yeah, it's fucking, it's it's gonna be awesome, man. Just to talk a little horror. Like, uh, I know this is a little different than what we did with the Furox. Like, some of these are lyrics in these songs, but hey, what mm-hmm. the fuck? We'll we'll do it our way. It's like Burger King, man. Well, <laughs> it's like a mix-up of of horror exploitation and what like action too, as well action film. So mm-hmm. a little bit of everything, actually. Yeah. Um, do you guys really want me to fucking rip on people? Yeah, go ahead. Tear it up, man. Yeah, man. You do your thing, man. Like, you've been sitting in the weeds a long time. Like, you probably got a lot of well, I was just frustration thinking, built up and shit. I was just thinking, because now it's not my show, I can kind of fucking say whatever I want. And, like, there'll be no, like, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll Perfect. get all the hate mail. It's cool. Yeah, you'll more or less disappear with the tumbleweeds off into the sunset, and we'll be left with all the hate mails and pipe bombs and everything well, else. <laughs> it's well, all we good. Got, well, we got lots of shows, so maybe I'll save it towards the end. Maybe I'll just get my my fucking hit list out, and we'll just fucking tear through everybody, <laughs> but we'll save it. We'll see what happens. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Tony on the warpath. <laughs> All right, well, I don't know. How do we want to do this? Who wants to set this off, I suppose, before Tony gets us into too much trouble here with everyone? (laughs) (laughs) We'll let the man of the hour uh, open it up, I guess. All right. Uh, My first choice for this music episode is going to be the main theme from the David Cronenberg Well, I guess some people would call it a classic. I'm personally actually not a big fan of scanners i like it but i'm not a big fan but one thing i do enjoy about that film is the music it's very um it's got that sci-fi sort of tone to it but it's also very like thematic and everything um it's by howard shore who composed it and i think if a lot of cronenberg fans will know that howard shore I'm going to say he did at least like nine, 95% of all of Cronenberg's films, and I think he still is doing them uh, now. And this theme, um, it's sprinkled throughout the film. It's it, Of course, it's during the uh, credits and the titles and all that. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with it at all. Uh, yeah, this is probably the first Cronenberg film I ever saw. Um, my, my father showed it to me back when I was like real young and, uh, definitely epic score. Um, this is a favorite of mine. Um, I always liked it. I don't know why. I guess I got into like all the sequels and stuff and scanner cops and shit like that. Hey, scanner cop was pretty good. Well, they made two of them and I never saw the sequel. So, but I loved the first one. I I can't remember now if I if I'm thinking of the sequel or the original one. I, you know, maybe this will sound familiar to you, Nick. Is there a scene where a woman gets melted to a screen door? Yeah, I think that's the first one. Yeah, I think that's okay. the first one. <laughs> I, I always remember that for some well, reason. The first but... one I haven't seen in a long time, but I just remember there was this guy. Um, 
he was a cop and he's like uh, investigating murders or whatever that's going on and he's using like his scanner abilities to um like feel out the scenes of the crime and like um mm-hmm. see kind of what happened mm-hmm. hmm. I'd be using my scanner abilities to feel up a little more in the scene of the crime. <laughs> yeah, I'm just well, sitting here waiting to, for my two bits on this. I, myself, I love scanners, uh, the exploding heads, all that shit. What's that one dude, he's, the sh- that shitty actor, wasn't his last name Lack or something like that? Uh, I think you and I made fun of it at one yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah, he's been saying his acting was really lacking and shit like that. That motherfucker killed it, but I love Scanner, Scanner Cop. Uh, fucking A, man. That's some good times. Uh, I don't know, didn't I hook you up with this? What? Sorry, one more time, J-Dog? Oh, I was going to say, I ho- didn't I hook you up with the sequels to Scanners? No, not me. Oh, somebody did, I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, I think I got- those are highly out of print, aren't they? Including was- the uh, Scanner Cops films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're hard to find, but well worth it if you can find it. Sorry, Tony, to cut you off. You can go in with whatever you were going to say, though. His name's Stephen Lack, and yes, he lacked the acting ability, as it were. Yeah, he lacked the charisma and the whole shebang, that fucking guy. <laughs> well, cool, man. Yeah, let's give this uh, track. Let's give this track a spin, then. Okay.
was solid, man. Always love a little Scanners music, but yeah, I guess it's my turn, so uh, make these other cats wait, and I don't know, I wasn't very uh, prepared for this. I've been trying to find the fucking composer that did this, but I can't, so I don't know. Without further ado, my track is 1990, Bronx Warriors. This is like the main intro, like if any of you are familiar with the track, uh, it's like an Italian movie, and it's like more or less a montage of like fucking chicks and stuff gearing up with weapons is what it is when they're playing but fuck i love it i listen to it at the gym all the time it's it's just solid look that's my pick though you, you guys familiar with this at all no is this the sequel to um uh escape from bronx or is this the sure prequel because i know those films are connected right i think so yeah i'm okay. not 100 percent, but i think you were telling me that before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I sent this to you a long time ago. Did you ever watch it, Tony? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're not familiar with the track then. (laughs) Actually, wait a second. Maybe I'm confusing something because I I have something called 2019, The Fall of New York or something. That's another post-apocalyptic one. Yeah, yeah. but but does this theme you're uh, talking about, J-Dog, is it kind of got like a carpenter John Carpenter kind of feel to it, like little uh, bit, yeah. Assault on Precinct Thirteen, sort of. Yeah, it's like do 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 do, and then fucking it's rolling in the back. I, I, I love it. Yeah, I, do 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 do. I okay. might have seen this then. I don't know. Fuck all the crack and heroin I do. I I lose track of things. True that. Well, a lot of times you're banging hookers while you're watching these movies, too, so it's hard, hard to concentrate on the fucking music when you're getting heads and shit. It's a hard knock life, man. <laughs> times are hard, fuck. The life of a pimp, a white pimp, might I add. You, you almost reach ramrod status yet, or? No, but I am looking to, uh, you know, stab them with a clothes hanger, so we'll see what whip, happens. Whip or, Whip your stable with a fucking coat hanger. Hell yeah. Yeah. It keeps them in line, man. Well, I guess if no one else has anything else to say about this track, fuck it. Let's just spin it and shake our asses then. <laughs> All right. The theme from Bronx Warriors 1990. Let's listen.
All right, guys, welcome back. You were listening to the uh, intro music to uh, Bronx Warriors there, and we're coming back with the track I picked, uh, my first track, which is uh, from A Clockwork Orange, probably my favorite film ever made. It's uh, the track uh, Beethoven, and the convo- composer was um, Wendy Carlos. And actually, it was kind of weird. I was like doing research um, on this composer, trying to find out what else she had done. And I kept seeing her credited as Walter Carlos, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Why is why it's is one she... of those? It's one of those transvestite." Composers. Yeah, she yeah she had a sex change after composing the music for Clockwork <laughs> Orange. So is that like a Latino then, Carlos? Like... <laughs> a Latino? <laughs> she's on. If they have the Shining um, special edition, she's the composer section on there. She's on there composing in her home like showing some tracks she did because she composed on the shining and she also did um tron Tron. also with with or without the dick i think it was without the dick actually okay cool like i said i've never even seen this fucking movie i've seen half of it shameful i know it's something i've been meaning to get around to i don't know i just kind of swept it under the rug as i don't know what so you'll watch Hold on, sorry. So you'll watch like artsy stuff, man. But J Dog, you'll watch Blood Beach. What what the hell is it called? Blood Beach. Oh yeah. Every few months, (laughs) and you'll never watch a Clockwork Orange. I don't know. I don't know what my problem is. Maybe it's, it's... You don't like artsy films. That's what it, like, I, I was like, uh, what was it that I asked you about? Antichrist. And you're like, no, no, no. I'm like, it's because you don't like artsy films. That's oh, what... it was wonderful. Film. Oh, yeah. No, Antichrist said... was awesome. I'm like, what motherfucker? Get your facts straight. I said Antichrist was good. It was, uh, what, what the fuck was it? Martyrs or something. I, I said it could go fuck itself. And That's what? a great film, too. <laughs> But I just had no interest in. You know what, them. Nick? You know what, Nick? This is coming from the guy who liked Survival of the Dead. Oh, hey, wait. I liked Survival. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I really did. Well, you know what? I'm. It's two against one on that one, so I ain't gonna say anything else. The fuck! I watch Scooby Doo and shit like this. So. <laughs> fuck! I got. I got no taste. Like, I just like crap. I guess. I don't like art. I don't like artsy movies. I guess. Yeah, you guys hit the hammer on the head. That's Fuck not, art. Not a big deal. I mean, it's you bring that sleazy element to the show. That's just perfect. So, <laughs> well, I did like uh, with Antichrist and like the guy getting his dick smashed and and then her jack him off and blood coming. Yeah, yeah. I, sh- I watched that with the old lady. Oh, they, I bet they, she they loved it. it. <laughs> no, her and my friend hated it. I don't know. I was I was feeling it, but whatever. It's well, a great film, but uh, we're totally off track. But um, yes. What, one thing I did want to add, I think this was, um, I think this track was created with a Moog synthesizer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that uh, type of synth, Tony. Yep, that pretty much was the staple around that era. When, when did this come out? Late late seventies, right? Um, I think it was from actually early seventies, like seventy two, actually, or seventy one. Yeah. So, um, you had a fact about this too, though, right, uh, Tony? I was, well, I just, I'm familiar with the actual piece. I know it's, you know, whatever, maybe they, uh, re-recorded it with, you know, with the synthesizer and all that, but it's derived from, uh, 
a, a fame, you know, a famous classical piece of music. So yeah, I think it was like the Queen's uh, funeral uh, procession march music that I don't mm-hmm. know what Queen, but some one of the Queens of England uh, mm-hmm. they had created it. So it's a classic. It's from like the sixteen. It's from like the sixteen hundreds or something actually. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> cool. All right, let's play that track then. motherfuckers we're back tony has taken over i fired the two other guys what else do you need when it's me talking i'm joking although i am i am very arrogant even in real life Fuck, fucking try to fire me i want a severance package fucking two ounces of coke and three hookers yeah, you, well tony you can hijack the show anytime you want so uh, I'll, hold, I'll hold that to you nick i will hold that to you I'm expendable. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess we'll, uh, I'll, uh, my next choice for the uh, music episode is going to be kind of a weird one. But I, one, I don't even think some, you know, even horror fans, like true ho- horror fans don't even know about this, this song, this track. It's from a heavy metal band uh, called Steel Grave. I'm not sure. Part of me wants to say they're English, but another part of me wants to say Italian because the song is featured in the film by Dario Argento, which is opera, famous opera. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. But the weird thing about this song, and it's why I, why I think it's an odd choice, is because it's not really... From, to my knowledge, I haven't seen opera in a while. It's not even featured in the film at all. And I figured out, I found out this song from watching the fucking trailer. It's featured in the trailer for opera. Now, it's a heavy metal, that pure Iron Maiden, Motorhead style kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, like that sound, that new wave of British heavy metal sound back in the 80s. 
Mm-hmm. And I, when I heard it in the trailer, I was just like, holy fuck, this is right up my alley. You know, many of you guys know I love hard rock and heavy metal stuff. I used to play it on the Fear Rocks show all the time. But, yeah. um, th- yeah, this song kicks ass. It's called Knights of the Night. I know, it's kind of a stupid title. I thought it was too, but <laughs> trust me, this song kicks ass. I don't know. I thought it was a cool title. And it's like, it's, it's very, uh, Dio style, so I can see why mm-hmm. you're into it. <laughs> definitely. So, oh, but. oh yeah, I know. It's got that, it's definitely got that whole 80s metal thing going on. I've, you know what? I've never even really heard of this band, Steel Grave. I should, you know, do some research. I think research they did another on. track on the, um, on the soundtrack for that film when I was, when I was looking up the song for the show here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they did a couple tracks for, for opera soundtrack, so. Uh, here's the weird thing about it. Now, I own the, uh, I'm not sure if J-Dog owns this too. I have the, the limited edition two disc of, uh, Argento's opera. And it comes with the soundtrack. No, but, I don't have that. Okay. But, um, uh, the CD, it, it doesn't have any of this, uh, any stuff from Steelgrave. It's all the orchestral music done by, fuck, I can't remember now who did, who did the orchestral music for opera? For some reason, I want to say uh, Anino Morricone or whatever Morricone. For some reason, but mm-hmm. I think I'm wrong. Yeah, Anino Morricone. Yeah, yeah for, sure. forget about it. Well, like past soundtracks, I've seen like um, by Goblin and stuff. Like I've seen soundtracks that they've done um, where they had other tracks that are on the soundtrack that were supposed to be for the film but didn't get used. So maybe that's the situation it was made for the film but it was never used and they just threw it on the soundtrack anyway mm-hmm. i don't know it's 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 it is i i would say it's kind of an oddity but uh if you, you know if, if you dig heavy metals you know that heavy metal sound i think uh you guys will enjoy it well i know argento yeah. used on uh phenomena he used iron maiden tracks didn't he well our mm-hmm. argento i don't know if he still is now but he he was a big heavy metal fan mm-hmm. in the 80s he loved all that stuff made in uh, on 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 uh phenomena he that like you said it was full of stuff from those bands iron maiden motorhead uh someone else too i can't remember there's a couple of them mm-hmm. yeah you guys pretty much took all my the wind out of my sails and shit i was gonna say too like <laughs> About Argento being into metal and fucking how, like, a lot of his stuff in the kind of mid-80s was really heavily influenced with a lot of, like, the British rock bands and different heavy metal shit that he was probably into at the time. So, yeah, I ain't got fuck all to say. I love the movie, though. Opera's kick-ass. And like Tony said, uh, I'm really familiar with the movie, but I've never heard of this track, Night of the Nights, so... Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Like, uh, must be kind of an oddity because, like he said, any uh, big time horror fans should know about this. And I'm as big as they come, you fucking cunts. So, uh, <laughs> and I and I don't know about it. So there you go. What are you well, gonna do? Well, now you're gonna get an education, buddy. That's why I came back. I'm here. I'm here to give you an education. Fucking take me back to school, yeah. When we, uh, we first started doing the fur ox, I was like more or less a baby on the doorstep. I didn't know fuck all. Tony kind of took me I under breast, his wing. And I breastfed you. He did, more or less. And on the music <laughs> end of it, he did. Like I was listening to fucking mini pops and shit like that when I first come across him. So he, I've come a long ways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, do we, let, let's rock it. Let's rock this. All right, let's yeah, tear let's, into let's it. Let's spin this fucking thing. 
right, welcome back to Exploited Cinema meets Canadian Furox and the Battle of the Music. Yeah, this is our own, I guess, Battle of the Bands, sort of say. And fuck it, I'm going to one-up Tony. He thought he was uh, kicking the shit, uh, bringing out that opera, Knights of the Night. Well, <laughs> I got one I got one, one better for you, buddy. I got the Dead Time Stories theme song, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm in, I'm in envy right now. See, fuck yeah bow down and pay homage but yeah i don't know if no nobody's probably familiar with this movie they're like dead time what but uh it was an anthology movie from 1986 uh for anyone that actually gives a fuck it was directed <laughs> by jeffrey delman and i don't know i like it it's like it came out in 86 i was nine it was right in the time when i was into the cheesy shit like it's got a killer witch story uh kind of a red riding hood spin-off and i like the goldilocks one at the end like uh where Goldilocks is like fucking sexy bitch and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something you'd watch. Did you see yeah, this it when it first stuff. came out, like in the theater or what? No, I, I didn't see I rented it, I think, as soon as it came out. I got an old VHS copy of it at the house here, too, that I spin from time to time. But I don't know. I, I like the song. Like, I think the reason it stuck with me, like, uh, I don't know. It, it mentions Romero in it, so... And, Fucking, I'm a fan boy. I'm just get it over with. <laughs> just, 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 just phone him up and have sex with him. Just get it over with. Well, I ain't queer. <laughs> <laughs> he lives where I. He lives in the same city as me. I'll find out where he lives, and you know, you can do set up it. a you date. Your way with. <laughs> you can have your way with Romero. Eh, whatever. I'll get drunk with him, but I ain't gonna take advantage. <laughs> Man, come on now. You yeah, you, you're, just, you're just saying that. You're just saying that because you'll get, you know, you'll have a few drinks, loosen up, give him a back rub, and then, you know, who knows what will happen. Do what you got to do to get your one sheet signed, man. <laughs> I want to get my Martin poster signed, so we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. Fuck, it, fuck you guys. It's, it's a good anthology, man, and the, the theme song's better than Tony's, so take that. <laughs> You got me all flustered. I got nothing to say. <laughs> spin, spin that track, DJ. <laughs> the three little pigs were blown out of their digs And their houses and huts were despoiled The wolf huffed and puffed till the pigs cried enough How can this wicked monster be foiled? Two pigs were eaten the chimney the wolf was hard boiled It's no wonder why I turned out like I did Remembering my bedtime tales as a kid It's no wonder why I turned out like I did Remembering my bedtime tales as a kid The product of magic being spirit Brave and defiant He swindled the giant Whose wealth came from plunder and pillage Then he picked up an axe Gave the beanstalk some wax Got the giant on most of the village It's no wonder why I turned out like I did Remembering my bedtime 
scene But the violence on screen Vents the internal turmoil of drama Those buckets of gore Were spilled ages before George Romero, Hitchcock, or the coma And our fears and our stress Through our time's been expressed Through the fairy tale symbolic drama It's no wonder why we turned out like we did Remembering our bedtime tales as kids It's no wonder why we turned out like we did Remembering our bedtime tales as kids It's no wonder why we turned out like we did Remembering our bedtime tales as kids It's no wonder why Once upon a time, a long, long time ago. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, coming off J Dog's Dead Time Stories, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to top that with my track, but Fuck uh, no. I'm gonna try. <laughs> uh, so my next, try. my next track up is uh, the prom night uh, theme. Uh, I think everybody knows this song pretty well. It plays throughout the film like nonstop. It's the disco track. And uh, <clears throat> this song was composed by uh, Carl Zitter and Paul Zaza, or Zazi, or how's that pronounced, Tony? I'm going to say Zaza. It reminds me yeah. of uh, the character of Joey Zaza in The Godfather was... Part 3. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Zaza, you son of a bitch! Fucking A, man. It's totally what it reminded me of. Fucking prom night. How's this going to top dead time stories? Like, I... You should have warned me ahead of time so I could have had my afro wig and my bell bottoms on when you fucking started. <laughs> oh, that's later. This I got a track for you for that. Just, well, <laughs> just no, wait. For the prom nights theme, J Dog, you have to wear your uh, John Travolta Saturday Night Fever suit. Mm-hmm. Bell bottoms, mm-hmm. yeah, with the belt buckle. Fuck, it's getting kind of tight on me though. It kind of rides up on in the back of the ass and stuff. <laughs> it exposes my package a little too much, but whatever. I'll rock it. Um, interesting thing from uh, a personal point for me with this track. I actually, well, I didn't really meet him. I was in the same room as Paul Zaza when I uh, got my uh, My Bloody Valentine poster signed by the whole cast. Uh, you may or not, you may know he uh, composed the music for My Bloody Valentine. The original, mm-hmm. of course, is what, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't get his autograph, though. He's kind of a dick. Really, you should have fucking sucker punched him then. Uh, <laughs> should have been like, "Hey, yo, Pelisazan!" Fucking gun. My girlfriend down. was with me, oh, and I okay. and I promised I'd be nice because uh, I had a I had a, a a little bit of a bit of a problem last time when I went to see Hellraiser at this theater. I don't know if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, well, you're winning free <laughs> shit. I'll tell you a quick story. Like you won free shit, man. What was your problem that night? Okay, listen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, there's this theater here. I'm sure I've talked about it on the Ferox before. Um, they play Roomwork does it every mm-hmm. Thursday of the month. I actually haven't been in a while because they haven't really played anything of my interest. Anyway, um, maybe a summer or two ago or whatever, uh, they're screening a, a, a 16 millimeter print of. Uh, um, that's not 16, 33, whatever, whatever the measurement is for Hellraiser, Clive Barker's Hellraiser. So as the movie starts, you know, and the lights go down, I'm just sitting there with my girlfriend and this couple comes in the theater and they sit right next to us. 
<laughs> stereotypical, loud, you know, talking people at a movie theater that everyone hates. They come in five, ten minutes into the movie. They bring their own fucking food. They're eating like this sushi shit. I don't know <laughs> oh, what it was. Fuck. And and they sit right next to me. And so I'm so like, the place I, stunk like fish. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and they classy, sit next man. to me. And I'm like, you know, I'm already starting. My teeth are starting. To, I'm gritting them, you know. I'm grinding them, you know. My my girlfriend keeps looking at me, and then they keep fucking talking, you know. And, and like, you know, it, it, like a cartoon, like something you'd see in a cartoon or a movie, you know. Like, oh, what that guy say? Well, who's that guy? Well, what that guy say when I said who's that guy? And I'm like, <laughs> and they just kept going, and like I I and I and I just snapped. I. I stood up in the middle, like in the middle of the seats there. I went, I didn't pay ten fucking dollars to fucking hear you talk. But uh, I'm like, are you gonna talk to the whole fucking movie? And then like, th- they were stunned. These people, they're just staring at me. And my girlfriend behind me is like pulling my sleeve. <laughs> Sit down, Sit down, yeah. honey. And then the worst thing is, I get up and I leave her, and I just, <laughs> I walk to the other side of the row. It sit yes. at it sit at the end, and then she gets up like a minute after that joins me on the edge. <laughs> anyway, oh, fuck, that's brutal, man. Like, don't, don't talk, don't talk, and sit next to me in a theater. See, that's what them. you should have did on that shitty diaper we were talking about last uh, episode. Uh, well, I, I should have fucking threw it across the theater. Like, that's brutal, man. Like, if if I want my theater to smell like fish, I want it to be on Forty Second Street then. Yeah, like, not a local theater. Hell like, yeah, fucking bringing sushi in there. Like, where's where's the fucking class, man? It wasn't even the sushi, J Dog. Was just like you know, shut the, shut the fuck up. You know, I didn't pay to hear about your fucking gay boyfriend or whatever the hell they were talking about. Well, yeah, you paid to hear the listen to the Cenobites, man, and see some Cenobite action. Exactly. And anyway, you want to fucking sign copy that night, so. Yeah, I want to sign co- a Blu-ray of uh, of Clive Barker's Signatron. It anyway. Was this sorry, before Nick, you I, blew blew up or? Yeah, I got the uh, prize before, but I don't know, I'm an angry person. No, it's yeah. all it's all right. We got we got into like a rant of this on uh, on our commentary episode uh, where we talked about uh, a little bit about movie going experiences, and that's kind of why I don't even go. to I don't go anymore. anymore. No, fuck me neither. But you're lucky, yeah. man. You got that room org thing. I think I'd probably go to the movies more often, you know, with plain throwback shit, because I don't get anything like that around here in my area. So <clears throat> once in a while, they'll play Back to the Future in the city, you know, but that's about it. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, yeah. cool. You notice how we're trying to get off track? So hoping we don't have to play. Hoping we don't have to play a prom night. Oh, yeah, come on now. <laughs> that's what I'm working towards. Secretly, I was kind of doing that, but well, it's let, okay. Let me throw down a few more facts here. Uh, basically, this soundtrack was uh, is extremely sought after. It was only released in Japan on LP and cassette, and I think I was just only... going to say that's because they only like disco still in Japan. <laughs> well, I guess this is really sought after, like by disco fans mainly. So, so Japanese and Russian, or Japanese and Germans, then more or less. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, but uh. Yeah, Paul Paul Zaza here. He's a pretty pretty famous, renowned uh, Canadian composer. I guess he's he's done music for other films, including uh, Christmas Story, uh, Prom Night Two and Three, Curtains, and Porky. So uh, the guy's got some titles under his belt. Those are just a few. He's done other films. So we'll get into that in a bit. 
I don't really th- I think that he might have just like what composed the music and then brought like a band in or something like that to to perform it. Uh, I would imagine he probably wrote the music, like the actual you know musical part of it. I don't know if he wrote the lyrics. There's not that that those aren't really profound lyrics. No, there's not and much there. It's pretty repetitive. Iconic shit. The, this has always been um, like as far I as like, Ozzy wish goes, he could come up with lyrics like that. <laughs> it's like far as like a score goes, it's always been pretty memorable. Like I know a lot of people shit on this film. Um, I don't know why it gets so much shit. I know you guys don't like it very much, huh? I'm not I like big. my one sheet poster. I like well, part yeah, it's two. classic. Well, part two is a better film, but uh, I don't know. Jamie Lee, I don't know. I, I guess, I don't know. I just always liked that setup. It was always classic at the beginning with the kids, you know. It was a prank. It's it's very similar to uh, to All a Good Night, uh, films like that. So, I don't know. That's why it always stuck out of my head, I guess. Oh, and I always wanted to be like that dude uh, with the afro that had the van, and he had, like, that Bible cut out with like all the joints in there i thought it was so cool with the bed in the back like i always wanted a van like that but now i think like that's kind of like a stalker van now i guess it's considered so it's not so cool but back in the 70s that was like the thing i guess so i don't know if your name's schoolyard bernardo bernardo lived uh went to school in my city here I know he crept. He was creeping right in your backyard. This is a much. real guy, really. Oh, Nick! I forget Nick's American. He's a he's, in a, he's a Canadian serial killer. Is, uh, is. oh, uh, ra- oh, he was a rapist. He was the Scarborough rapist. I live in a suburb of Toronto. Green man rapist too, wasn't it? Too. I never he? heard. It. He was known as a Scarborough rapist when yeah. I was small. He, Scarborough is a suburb of Toronto. Uh, and he, back in the early 90s, him and his wife uh, would abduct girls, film it, rape them, and then kill them. Well, she's a, out of jail now, Carla. No, she's not in jail. Oh, no, she, she's out now. She's she's out, but she's not. She's, li- she's, she's confined to a house. She can't leave the house. Yeah, well, she could still get fucked and stuff, though. I, if, if you know if that's what she wants, I don't well, know. Canada lets yeah. you guys let your sickos out like that. What are you doing? Oh, we're, no, we're very Bernardo's, Bernardo's still in prison. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he ain't ever going anywhere. He's like Clifford Olson. He ain't ever getting. Out. But she was in, and I mean, like Manson she, didn't even kill anybody, and like we've still locked our boogeyman up to this day. You know, like well, yeah, she, she let him kill her, her sister, man. He, like, yeah, like, yeah, she should have stayed locked his... up, man. Oh like, fuck seriously. yeah, twisted shit. Yeah, it's fucked up, but. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna roll, uh, the, the track for prom night, uh, but, uh, after that we're gonna roll into a break and we're gonna jump to, uh, Andy the Dream Warriors Canon Corner. Uh, he's gonna be covering some Canon, uh, action film, uh, soundtracks actually. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, you see how ripped Andy's getting now, man? You see his promo yeah. poster he did? Yeah, Fuck he- man, he's ripped like a brick shithouse, that guy. Yeah, he's looking buff. Like I, I know I just yeah, he's looking good, man. Poster video, and he's buffed up like over the past week, pretty quick. I don't know if he's hitting the roids. I mean, I don't know, but really, yeah, yeah he's, he's fucking good. Huge. I, I eat grilled cheese off his abs, man. I he's thought I've seen his videos. I thought he looked like uh, malnourished hermaphrodite. <laughs> no, it's a. I love you, Andy. I'm just. <laughs> Andy, Andy, it's Tony. I'm joking. You can make fun of me. You can make fun of my mustache. 
No, he's going to cut you now, Tony. No, it's, it's, right. it's a Photoshop picture he did. <laughs> Andy knows. Andy knows I love him. Yeah, he comes from the same clan I do, like the, the skinny motherfuckers. But you got to watch us, man. It's the skinny cats you got to watch. Yeah, well, they got, like, the eye-cutter knuckles. Fuck yeah, I'll cut you up and take your wallet. Fuck yeah. So we're going to jump into that and uh, probably a message from Satan about uh, FastCustomShirts.com, of course. Joe rocking those exploitation shirts out like mad. So Word up. Dropping it like it's pussy. Get on over there and pick some shirts up. All right, let's roll the uh, prom night track. Everything is all 
Attention podcast shoppers. If you have a sweet tooth, we have a special treat for you. If you download an episode of Profondo Cinema in the next half hour, we'll give you a bag of audio ear candy free to take home to the kitties or enjoy yourself. So, hurry and download an episode at ProfondoCinema.com. He's the godfather of the ghetto. He's black, brutal, and beautiful. The foxiest chicks in town are standing in line. The mafia is running for cover. JJ is his name. Power is his game. He's the black godfather. This is a war. We've got to use every weapon at our disposal. You're killers, man. They take pride in wiping people out. That's how they make their living. He put a super gang together to take the mafia apart. Gambling for complete power, and he may be able to do it, because we can't go into the community the way we used to. The war is on, and the stakes are the meanest streets of the ghetto and a multi-million dollar heroin empire. I want you to tell Tony to stay out of black community. You tell him that I am prepared to fight with everything I've got. You just have to hold on a little longer. And when the mafia kidnaps the black godfather's daughter, it's not just murder. It's a massacre. It's black godfather against white godfather in a showdown of the baddest. Dream Warrior and Exploited Cinema present Hey guys, how's it going? It's Andy the Dream Warrior here. You've just stepped into the Canon Corner. I know my boys Jason, Tony, and Nick are doing a little uh, music special here on Exploited Cinema for you this week. I thought I'd follow suit and talk about a couple of Sylvester Stallone's Canon films um, and the soundtracks that go with them. The first one I want to talk about is 1986's Cobra, a uh, great action slasher, as Profondo Cinema would call it. Um, a lot of great songs on this soundtrack. I have it right here in front of me. It's on vinyl. Uh, the one I want to play for you guys first is uh, Angel in the City by Robert Tepper. Uh, you might be familiar with Robert Tepper. He also played a song called No Easy Way Out on the Rocky Four soundtrack, one of uh, my favorite Stallone movies from the 80s, along with Over the Top and Cobra. Yeah, it's a nice little 80s jam, real uh, synthy, poppy. Um, really fits the movie, I think, really well. Kind of a neon L.A. Hollywood feel to it. So yeah, why don't you guys uh, take a listen to Angel in the City by Robert Tepper. Here you go.
guys think of that that was angel in the city by robert tepper um i should also mention mention that was played when brigitte nielsen uh she's kind of has a montage of her modeling with a bunch of robots and goofy looking wigs and sylvester stallone is out looking for the night slasher that's when that's played uh so look for it in the movie it's a great song for a goofy scene in cobra which there is a lot of goofy scenes because it's a 1986 
canon action film starring Sylvester Sloan, so you can't go wrong. The next one I want to play for you guys is by Miami Sound Machine. Uh, Gloria Estefan kind of performed this. I guess she was in Miami Sound Machine. I'm not too familiar with the band. But it's just a really cheesy, kind of poppy, neon light type of song. It's called Suave. Why don't you guys take a listen? You can hear this at, uh, I think it's at the beginning of the movie more, when he's driving to his house or apartment, or that, whatever that is, right before he rips off that uh, Cholo's shirt and rams a cigarette into his face, which is a great scene in the film. So yeah, this is Suave, or Suave, whatever you want to say, by a Miami Saw Machine. Check it out, guys. Guys, what'd you think of that? That was Suave or Suave by Miami Sound Machine. 
Um, yeah, nice little cheesy piece of 80s music. I think I'll move on to my next soundtrack from Stallone, which is Over the Top. <clears throat> um, this was made in 1987. I don't really want to say too much about these films because I do want to review these in the Canon Corner at one point. But uh, I'll play a couple songs, like I said. The first one is kind of a rock main theme type of song that's played throughout the movie in different parts. Mainly at the end when Stallone is at the arm wrestling competition. It's called Winner Takes It All. It's played by, or performed by Sammy Hagar. And it's written by, uh, I can't even remember the guy's name, but he used to sing for Asia. And he was going to sing the song at first, but he didn't think his vo voice was mean enough. So he found Sammy Hagar and Eddie Van Halen actually plays keyboard and guitar on this track. And it's a great little uh, rock song, so take a listen to it. This is Winner Takes It All by Sammy Hagar. You miserable little surf punk. I'm gonna make you hurt. Yeah!
Alright guys, how'd you like that? That was Winner Takes It All by Sammy Hagar. I'm going to play one more song for you guys here in the Canon Corner. This is sort of a ballad theme from Over the Top. It kind of plays off what Sylvester Stallone says to his son Mike, uh, how life doesn't meet anybody halfway. This song is performed by Kenny Loggins, who you might be pretty familiar with. He's had a lot of songs on different soundtracks for a lot of movies, uh, most notably... Footloose from the Footloose soundtrack, and a lot of other stuff. But this is called Meet Me Halfway, sort of the ballad from Over the Top. Take a listen, guys. In a
that was Meet Me Halfway by Kenny Loggins from the Over the Top soundtrack. That's all I got for you guys on the music special of Exploited Cinema and Cannon Corner. Um, yeah, I'll be back with more action flicks from the 1980s, courtesy of Golan and Globus. You guys are listening to Exploited Cinema. A public service announcement by Satan himself. Hey boys and girls, when I'm not out wreaking havoc upon the planet, I'm checking out my favorite horror and exploitation t-shirts. And you know who's got them? FastCustomShirts.com Yeah, they got the shirts I like, like a water power t-shirt, a boss nigger t-shirt. Yeah, and they're cheap too. The cheapest damn shirts I've found on the net. So get on over to FastCustomShirts.com and tell them Satan sent ya. All right, you fucking hoser, Morricone, motherfucking jive-ass turkeys. I am back. We are back. We're doing the music. I'm not back. Baby's got back. It's all good. We're doing the music thing. It's my turn. You know you're up. You know you're going to be listening to something good if Grandpa Tony picked it. Oh, it's Fugazi if Grandpa Tony Yeah, picked whatever, it. buddy. You're a fucking Fugazi. We're going we're gonna to play it on a gramophone here so we can I'm jive. Sure, it. why not? <laughs> One of those wind up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Charlie, Chap- Charlie Chapman days, whatever. Um, and the one I have chosen is... The main theme or the title sequence theme, whatever you want to call it, from the 80s classic, I'm sure you've all seen it, Kevin Tenney's Night of the Demons. Word. Angela's having a party. Jason and Freddy were too scared to come, apparently. Uh, Bitch didn't invite me either. Cunt. I'd fuck her. Isn't that chick who played Angela, like, uh, into, like... What the hell was she into now? Something weird. Doesn't act anymore. I went, I went to her website, I think, once. She's into, like, like... Into S&M and shit like that? No, nothing cool. Something like... <laughs> nothing. like, like I, I don't she, like, is she like Linda Blair and into animals? And yeah, like I want to say something like that for some reason. Like, who else is into that shit? Darcy DeMoss is into that now. And, oh, she's hot, too. Well, then, all these fine bitches they just want to hang out with animals, like... You know, she's Linda Blair. Oh, you're going to make me go on a rant here with Linda Blair. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Linda Blair. I look at her now, and I'm just like, you know. Leatherface. Kiss fell off. Leatherface. But right? you, you watch her in the 80s, like, fuck, Perfect man. little it's chubby package. Just, it's just like. Eat. <laughs> Yummy. It's like a piece of man. cake you want to bite into. You know, anyway, sorry, before I get off, <laughs> way off topic here. Start talking about dirty stuff. The, you were uh, just starting to pull your shit out of your pants. <laughs> I was just getting, I was getting a stiffy. I was getting a stiffy, sort of. Uh, the main theme from uh, Night of the Demons is done by uh, Kevin Tenney's brother, actually, and his name is Dennis Michael Tenney. In oh, that sweet. order, I think he um, uh, he hasn't really done much. You know, he he scored all his brother's films oh. pretty much. Yeah. He did. Uh, oh, okay. He did Witchboard, he did Witchboard Part 2, he did, uh, 
Did he do that shitty know. witch trap you guys reviewed on Ferox? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. Oh god, that movie. Don't even remind me. <laughs> That's garbage. That one. You just, you, that, that, you, Nick, you like opened up a, a cavity in my teeth, my tooth, when you mentioned that. Sorry, my, I had to do it. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, what can you say about this song? It's that pure synthy '80s goodness. Can kind of dance to it as well. I mean, that paired with that awesome uh, title sequence with all the weird animation kind of reminds me of uh, when I watched that seat title sequence in that film. It almost reminds me of like Nightmare Before Christmas, sort of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not claymation or anything, but just that style. It's like Burton. The vibe it gives. Yeah, you. yeah. It's like Burton ripped it off for some reason, I think. But, um,. You know, what else can I say about it? You guys go, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to it. Not a whole lot. I was just like, when you were saying, no, Kevin Tenney's brother did the soundtrack. I was just going to comment as a kind of a trend in the eighties where like, uh, was it like a band? His brother did the soundtracks for his movies and, uh, a band, uh, Charles band and no Richard band. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Richard band. He, he scored every fucking full moon fucking piece of shit. There was no, isn't yeah, he going some, to be at the horror someone else convention did their too? too? Isn't he going to be at the core home convention here, uh, this year? I, I, have, think? I have no idea. Yeah, I think I heard something I like that. Yeah. We don't get that information in Canada. That'd be an awesome, uh, autograph to get though. Cause I mean, that guy doesn't do signings too often. Does he? Hmm. <clears throat> Charles Band? Band, no, yeah. Richard Band. Richard Band, oh, Richard yeah. Band. I was going to say Charles Band will fucking sign anything. Fuck, he finds things in the fucking street and signs. And <laughs> I, I walked by him in the summertime. He was here in Toronto at Richard. that convention. No, uh, Charles. Charles, okay. Did they he were... bum a smoke off you? No, he was just, I don't know what he was doing. I, I didn't want his autograph. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm not a big puppet master fan. Well, he's done other stuff. <laughs> yeah, Tony don't like Full Moon, so. But we're getting off topic again, fucking. We're talking about band and shit. Sorry, Fuck it. the band, man. That's all right. Fuck, I had something else I was gonna say, but now I lost my train of thought. So. I know I fucked you up. So. <laughs> my stuff, you, got any, you got anything to roll on that, Nick? Well, I've only we I've only seen this film once. <laughs> Sorry to say, I've only. It's not because I don't like it. I, I loved it. I just. I have a shitty fucking copy of it that just looks terrible. And uh, Part 2 needs to come to DVD. Part, oh, buddy, Part 2 case. is on DVD. Was it Part 3 that's not then? What are you smoking? All three of them are on DVD. Are they in print? I don't know. But oh, okay. they were on DVD. Because I got the first one. I got one and three, but no two. I got two on VHS, and might I say, it's got some titties in it. Joe, That that's one for you to check out, Joe. That's, ooh, fucking <laughs> titties, man. Like porno almost. Yeah, I got to get my hands on part two. I only have one, part one. For shame, for shame. Well, fuck it. Eh? We're just uh, having a pissing contest on who's got what right now. So, <laughs> fuck it. Let's spin the track while yep. we compare.
right, welcome back, everyone, to Exploited Cinema, Music and Horror. And, uh, yeah, I just was shaking my ass from the Night of the Demons, uh, Tony's pick there. It was okay, but it ain't no dead time stories, I might add. Uh, yeah, okay. Not, not bad. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, okay. keep throwing that out there. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm coming with another one. Uh, this is uh, from Return of the Living Dead, one of my favorites as a kid. Uh, and a lot of you guys might be familiar with this, that this is the main theme, the trioxin theme, I guess you'd call it. And it's, uh, I think it was composed by a guy named Joe Mama. And he did a whole bunch of other shit. Like he did some hard porno back in the day and shit like that. But yeah, uh-huh. he's, he's a well-known name and you, you, you've heard of him, Tony. Joe Mama. <laughs> <laughs> you've heard of him. Yeah, he did... Um... Didn't he do? Didn't he do the music for uh, the famous sitcom Golden Girls? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, different strokes. I yep. think he. Comp- you know, someone's listening to this right now, and they believe everything we're saying. <laughs> until Some I just, until I just said that. Yeah, it was these guys are writing it down. There's someone listening, like, oh, they were fucking joking. Fuck. No, I don't know who the fuck composed the music. I just know it's a catchy track, though, anyway. <laughs> it was one of my picks. Matt Clifford. Is that who it was, for sure? Well, that's what it said on fucking the internet. You, you know what the internet is. The truth yeah. machine. Mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah. We'll go with what uh, the internet said, then. Matt Clifford did the music, so. He wrote the uh, the famous children's books. You know, Clifford, the Big Red Dog? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom used to read me that shit back in the day. Good stuff, man. See, guys, you know, all you listeners out there, let me let you in on something. When I'm talking about my track, the facts are real, they're true, and they're accurate. When J-Dog's doing his track, it's it's pandemonium. Who knows who wrote it? (laughs) Elvis wrote it. Hey, David Hess could have wrote the fucking music. Didn't Hess write some of Elvis' songs, actually? Yeah, he did. I thought David Hess invented acting. I thought so, too. I know he invented rape. I know that. Yes, he definitely invented rape. Well, he brought class to it anyway. He, he invented it in cinema. I think he perfected it, too, as well. So. Mm-hmm. well Joe Mama did 1972. <laughs> rape, rape was perfected. Fuck yeah. That's what I... Uh, I'm a victim of rape. <laughs> but, uh, I like but honest, rape movies. But on a serious note, uh, you, you got the soundtrack to this, and this track doesn't appear on that soundtrack, does it? No, fucking pissed me off. Here, I fucking dropped 20 bones out of my fucking hooker money and bought the original pressing from 85. And yeah, it didn't even have this on, and it just had... Well, it's got all the cool the vinyl? tracks and shit. No, you got the not vinyl? the vinyl. Oh, okay. C- C- CD, buddy. Oh, okay. Open your freaking fr- ears. Open your freaking ears. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, it's not on there, so if anyone has it, send it to me. I'm looking for it, and I'll send you, like, a virtual hand job or something for it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so, I don't know. You guys got anything else to add on this? Uh, well, uh, Return of the Living Dead is a, a staple in 80s horror. What else can you say? Of course, the soundtrack, I'm sure, I think on the old, on the Ferox, I used to play the uh, party song all the time, you mm-hmm. know. Do you want to party? 45 but, uh, Grave or whatever. That's the one. That's the one. See, See I'm not that stupid. You know some things. I don't know. It's just, it's it's clouded by all the bong water. <laughs> 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 Stuff, yeah. 
Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm ripping Jason too much. I'm going to stop. It's my birthday, you guys. Come on. Oh, nice. yeah. Forgot. Hey, what better time to rip me? <laughs> it's like a roast. Yeah. It is. It's, Dean, it Martin's, is. Dean Martin's going to show up soon. <laughs> Fuck, I'll throw him That'd out the door. The shit. Unless he's got beer, he ain't coming in. <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah. I guess let's spin this fucking track then before we get off track again. Welcome back. Uh, we just came off of, uh, what was it, your track, uh, J-Dog? What was your last? Dioxin theme, buddy. theme. That was classic, yes. yes. By uh, by unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought we had uh, concluded Joel Mama did that track. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so get your facts straight. <laughs> okay. Um, this is uh, Coffee is the Color is the name of the track. It's from the Coffee soundtrack. And this uh, whole soundtrack is by a guy named Roy Ayers. And uh, Roy Ayers is a funk, jazz, and soul composer. Uh, he's mainly like a musician um, as far as just like releasing albums and whatnot. Um, this is the first and last time uh, Roy like uh, did a soundtrack. I don't know if that's a comment on like working with Jack Hill or what exactly, why he never went on to do any more soundtracks. But the guy's still alive. I think he's like 70 years old now. And he's still releasing music as far as I know. So it's probably along the lines of of style music like uh, this track. So Cool. Some jivey stuff, some Mm -hmm. some hip stuff. You get on your fucking platform shoes and 
go kick it down at the discotheque. Hell yeah. I'm going to go down with my boy Curtis, all them other jive turkeys. I'm going to go shake it down. Hell yeah. But no, it's a good film. Uh, Coffee, yeah. I'm a big Pam Greer fan. Uh, Do we get to see some titties in this? Oh, yeah. Definitely. The babies are... Of course, I remember that. Remember that scene? It's basically the scene where she's, like, going in and is going to, like, you know, uh, work for that one pimp, and she's going to fuck him, I think, and she has that, uh, that one dress on with the top that comes up around and ties around her neck, and she unties that and unleashes those babies. But actually, I was watching uh, Black Mama, White Mama, and there's a scene in there where she comes out of the... I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one, but she comes out of like this uh, hot box. It's a, pri- it's a Chicks in Prison, Chicks and Chains films, but she comes out of this hot box, and oh, her okay. titties look were... all misshaped in that scene. I don't know if it was because she was sitting in the hot box, but like one titty was looking at me one way, and it was... You know what I mean? <laughs> it was... One was looking the other way, and they looked off-kilter. Yeah, I don't know if her tits had sag down too much by then i don't know but they look great in coffee they look magnificent so cool yeah. no, i've never seen uh hot or <laughs> I was black say, mama, white mama white mama but yeah black yeah, no, mama, I, white never, mama, I, yeah. I ain't never seen that shit but yeah like that one's got time, sid so haig in it it's pretty good he he has this uh like uh threesome with these these chicks in this one scene so that's pretty cool that uh that ugly motherfucker's getting a threesome? Yeah, he's a pimp in that one, yeah. He, well, he's looking, I mean, it was back then when he wasn't, like, had the gut and shit. Like, he's still bald. Oh. He pretty much looked the same, minus the gut. He was skinny, you know. He almost got gay there for a minute. You're almost going to be like, oh, he's looking good. <laughs> well, I mean, he was looking good back then. I mean, he probably could have done porn, you know, and shit like that. He was in the right genre of exploitation, so he could have gotten his, uh, he could have got, got his wick wet a few times. He probably did, you know. Yeah, he's probably got a little dick, or he would have. S- Sid Haggs hung like a mosquito, probably. That might be it. It might be it. So, <laughs> so I guess All we're right. gonna bust into this uh, badass track from Coffee. While, yeah. while you guys, um, while you guys are playing the track, I'm gonna Google uh, Pam Greer's tits. You're gonna, you're gonna right. see if you can see them. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm going to do that too, actually, while we're on break. Okay. Alright, spin that track, DJ. Alright, let's roll it. Coffee is the Color by Roy Ayers. Thank you. 
Hello, guys. We are back. We're doing the music thing. It's me, Tony. We got Dr. Dirty Nick. We got the sleaze ball machine, J-Dog. And now we're going to throw up on some, well, it has to be in at least my top ten favorite films of all time. It's the main theme from the classic sci-fi 80s, RoboCop. Ooh, hot damn. That takes Dead or Alive. In Dead or Alive Michigan. should come with me. Yeah, that's, yeah. well, it, it, the storyline is, but RoboCop yeah. was filmed in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> yeah, I know I know it wasn't filmed in, in Detroit, because Detroit doesn't look like that. <laughs> OCP. I Some places that do, I guess. But... Actually. I'm always like, Dead or Alive, you're coming, coming with, with me. me. That's what I say <laughs> to the inmates at work. I, and they look at me like, what the fuck's this all guy weird talking enough. about? Well, yeah, they're looking for their shanks they're getting ready to throw down they're like what the fuck's this cat talking about here I'd buy no one ever picks it up yeah i say that a lot too yeah i'd buy that for a dollar fuck yeah. it's just classic that man. whole movie it, it's a fucking work of art like i don't think anyone can deny that i mean but but you know in speaking of art the music in robocop is fucking amazing Mm-hmm. And it was done by a guy who sadly is no longer with us, like many of the greats, Basil Polidaris. I'm probably saying his name wrong, but I think that's right. He did a lot of shit. I mean, you know, aside from RoboCop, he did fucking Conan with Arnold. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent soundtrack there. He, he did a bunch of shit before. He, he passed away in 2006. Um you know, for you diehard Free Willy fans, he did all the Free Willy films. Were those his last films? Word. I've been fucking trying to figure out who who did that. Thanks, Tony. Well, you now you know. Were those the his only, last films that he scored? I can though, take that or? off my bucket list now. His last, like, um, no, well, I don't know when. When the hell did Free Willy come out in the nineties? Well, the yeah. sequels came out up through the early two thousands, I think. Here, hold, hold on, let me check my back in the mirror. I got it tattooed back there. Look <laughs> here. He also did Under Siege Part Two with uh, Stephen Fatass Seagal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. He also did RoboCop Three, unfortunately. Oh fuck the Fred Decker surprise! Oh, unfortunately, it's not that bad. Oh, uh, you don't want to get into that. that you? <laughs> it's watchable. It no, with the respect that nah, it's watchable. With the respect I got for the first two films, I can't even. Yeah, it's not three. even. You know, part, the first two RoboCop films were you know ultra violent. RoboCop Three, it's it for like kids. Yeah, exactly. Part one's epic. Part well, two's I was a kid. Well, awesome. it might part be memorable for me because I, I was a kid when the movie came out. Part three, so you guys are a little bit older than me, so, so it's got nostalgia. <laughs> you know what's about. funny? I'm but, not that. I mean, I'm not that old. Like I'm not fifty, like J Dog. But um, <laughs> I remember when RoboCop three came out, and I was so such a big fan of the first two, and. I remember I, I didn't see it in the theater, but I had the uh, legal pay-per-view box back in the day. And it, it, this was brand new. So I think this was like around 1993. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, RoboCop 3. I got to see this, you know. And I remember, you know, I watched it. And I was like, and I was at a young age still kind of. And I was just like, wow, what a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, you, you had seen the first, like, I never seen the first one when I seen 3. I seen part 2, but I never seen 
the first one at that time. So. The first one for me, like I know J Dog saw it in the theater. For me, it was uh, video store rental days, like yeah, early, early like I'm gonna say like mom and pop shop days. Yeah. Oh, exactly. My parents, for some reason, used to rent me these, you know, ultra violent films when I was at a Hell young yeah. age. Quite cool parents back then. Dawn but, of the Dead was my babysitter for fuck's sake. There you go. Well, Robocop <laughs> was mine, buddy. But um, the, the, the music. Awesome. But uh, the music for Robocop, you know, how can I, how can I explain it? It's it's really you know epic, really superheroish sort of um, orchestral, definitely orchestral with strings and everything. But the cool thing that uh, Basil Polidaris did with it is he also added in electronic strings with the synthesizer and everything. So you get this nice fusion of you know classical music mixed in with like the uh, technology available at the time in the late '80s when Robocop was made, and it's just a fucking badass score like every time i hear that score i get fucking pumped i want to go on the street and start shooting people in the dick and shit yeah hell yeah no it gets me pumped i don't know if this makes sense but i just they got kind of like a real steely sound to them like the robocop oh yeah like part Termin- one and two like terminator teams. almost yeah i don't know if that's like a proper term like a, a steely sound but that's yeah that's yeah like a steel it. mill yeah totally industrial I mean, it, would be the proper yeah, term industrial. yeah Mm-hmm. Industrial, exactly, yeah, perfect word. And uh, okay, I'm not very educated, so. And I mean, and you know, you know, speaking of Terminator, you know, Orion released Terminator. Mm-hmm. Orion released RoboCop too before they went bankrupt. So. That. See? And they did Monkey Shines too. So. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> can't can't leave that out. <laughs> you have to mention Romero. <laughs> Got to get it in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, like for me as a kid, I think I was a huge terminator fan so maybe i thought when i was a kid more or less these were kind of rip-offs of the terminator thing i think i, I recognized that I, at a young age i i love them <clears throat> i think equally RoboCop, yeah robocop might have been even before terminator for me now i can't even remember when you've seen it yeah I, robocop you know for me it's 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 a draw i really can't remember terminator and robocop you know, when I talk about early memories, you know, as watching actual movies, it's between those two, that and like Ghostbusters and all that stuff. Classic stuff from the mid 80s. Fuck yeah. Shit they don't make anymore, unfortunately. Nope. Hell no. Well, you would have been, what, when the, about 10 maybe when this stuff came out or no? No. Well, that's slightly, how, that's yeah, how old I was slightly, when this shit came out. <laughs> slightly younger. I wasn't yeah. a baby, but uh, I couldn't drive a car. Okay. Well, I think I, I think I was a sperm 26 cell there. When, I, when this came yeah, out. Yeah, twenty six so. now. Yeah, twenty six and what you're like twenty four, Nick, or what the hell? Like? Twenty four. I would have been a sperm cell probably. Yeah, fucking. You would have been like you would have been like. Well, I was born in eighty six. This came out in eighty five, didn't it? Oh, yeah, you, you were still swimming in the sack. And, yeah, I, I was. Just, I told you I was a sperm cell. <laughs> Robocop came out in eighty seven. Oh, okay. So you were around. Yeah. But anyway, you know, it, you know, the soundtrack, I'm sure it's readily available. I think you can buy it on Amazon or whatever on eBay. I, it's a great piece of music. The whole score is just fucking awesome. And yeah. All right. Let's jump into it then.
Welcome back to Exploited Cinema, our music and horror episode, everyone. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy Tony's pick, the Robocop main theme. But it's time for me to one-up him once again. And uh, I'm bringing you some classic shit here, man. This in is, your uh, dreams. In my, in my dreams, I'm cool. So don't, don't get on my dreams, man. Stay out of my dreams. But anyway, uh, this 1981 Canadian slasher film is my pick for my fourth and final song. And uh, it's My Bloody Valentine. Nice. Uh, Hell yeah. This is like a lot of Canadians like me and Tony would know this is filmed in like the Sydney Mines in Nova Scotia. Holla. Holla, holla at you. Yeah. No, I'm guessing Paul Zaza, he, uh, he probably, uh, orchestrated this track too as well, huh? Yeah. Music by Polly Zaza. You betcha, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this is directed by, uh, what a fucking. Mahalaka, Halaka. Yeah, George. <laughs> Mahalaka. <laughs> but he's not even Middle Eastern. He's a white guy, so I don't know. Jewish, maybe, then. Mm, yeah, probably. Very cost. very nice man. Uh, you have his autograph. Yeah, you met the cat, so you got the poster. You got the whole nine. But, uh, yeah, my pick is The Ballad of Harry Warden. I don't know a lot of you guys are familiar with this song. Like, it's uh, it's kind of it's a folk song is what it is. It's uh, 
it's got a real catchy, I don't know, I, I loved it when I was a kid. I used to always have this tune in my head because I watched the fuck out of this movie when I was like six, seven years old kind of thing. So I'd always be going around singing the ballad of Harry Warden. Yeah, it's good shit, man. I still rock it. My girlfriend thinks I'm a nerd. I got it on my MP3 player. She's and shit, right. So. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I suppose I ain't got nothing to say to that. I don't know. What do you guys got to say about this? Are you familiar with the track at all? Oh, I, I I know it. I mean, fuck, I love my bloody Valentine. It's uh, I know you would. It's one of my favorite uh, horror films in general. It's I think it's one of the best slashers, and you know, what else could be said about it? And a catchy theme song to boot. Well, I I think it's a, a decent film. I sadly only have the uh, fucking cut version. I've I haven't gotten around to getting the director's Oh, I, I thought you were going to say I've only seen the remake or something. No, no, no. I've seen the re- I have the remake, too, as well. No, but uh, no, I have. It's not bad. No, it's, it's not, not bad. No. But, yeah, I have That's the cut shit. version, and I'm wondering how much more gore is, like, cut yeah, off. Yeah, it's, it's there's a lot. There's a substan- substantial amount. Okay. Yeah. You need to see it uncut. Yeah, I need, like, it. I need to get the direct. Kind of like cut, uh, so. Silent Night, Deadly Night, when they release that uncut. It's just something you have to see. Okay. Like if you're a true slasher fan, yeah, you you got to see that shit uncut. Well, bro. I can't say that it's like up there on my list, probably for that reason, because I have only seen the cut version, and that cut version has been out for, like, years. Like, the, the director's cut just recently got released, what, a couple years ago, right? It's true. Lionsgate. <laughs> So you guys, like, as far as um, when you were younger viewing this, you, you only got the cut version anyway, so that's probably, like, childhood memories there, huh? Well, yeah. this, for J-Dog, maybe. I, I honestly didn't see it as a child. I do have the, um, back in the 90s, I was big on VHS, and I, I had the, uh, I, st- I still have the uh, the Paramount, the original video release of it. When I was nice. getting into horror films back then, but, so that's uh, when you saw it then. Was in exactly. The okay. I was gonna say I still. You remember when you used to have blank tapes and you could record like three movies on a tape and shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. LP mode. Hell yeah, e- e- EP mode. I mean, yeah. I still have the version I uh, taped off a of future or not uh, Super Channel in the early '80s. I still have my fucking old uh, blank VHS tape with that and a couple other horror films on it. I, I think it's yeah. I think it's. Cool. I keep everything. Yeah, I hang on to shit like that too. I used to record three on a tape uh, back oh, all around the, the end. Is brutal uh, on it. Yeah, though, it looks like shit. But uh, I still keep a couple of those tapes just for like I don't know memories or whatever. I guess. I used to tape a lot of stuff off IFC, like a lot of these horror movies would come on there, and I know Savini used to host a lot of the uh, indie screens oh, yeah. on there, and um, that's why I keep a lot of that shit, because he's on there in between the segments, so. Yeah, kind of... Here's my tape right here, actually. Yeah, My Bloody Valentine, American Nightmare, Creep Show, and Ghost Story, actually, I fit four on this tape. There you go. Creep Show, too? Wow. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's quite a long film to be fitting on the one tape there. This is high-quality VHS. This is ah. fucking base of T120s, man. This yeah, you could fit an extra quality. flick on there. Damn. Nice. Fucking A. I don't know. I guess we should spin the track, I suppose. Fucking let everyone get down. Like, uh, get out your hot dogs and your fucking uh, <laughs> marshmallows and start a campfire in the middle of your fucking living room and listen to the ballad of Harry Warden. And don't forget to get a moose head, too, while you're at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Once upon a time, on a sad valentine, in a place known as Anigamine. A legend began, every woman and man would always remember the time. And those who remained were never the same. You could see the fear in their eyes. Once every year, as the 14th draws near, there's a hush all over the town. For the legend they say on a Valentine's Day is a curse that'll live on and on. And no one will know as the years come and go of the horror from long time ago. Came and went, and everyone spent the 14th in quiet regret. And those still alive know the secret survives in the darkness that looms in the night. For oh, the legend they say on a Valentine's Day is a curse that'll live on and on, and no one will know as the years come and go. Of the horror from long time ago In this little town When the 14th comes round There's a silence and fear in the air Remember the morn That the legend was born All the shock and the horror was there For the legend they say On a Valentine's Day Is a curse that'll live on and on As the years come and go of the horror from long time ago, and no one will know as the years come and go of the horror from long time ago. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh... Coming back with uh, basically my last track on here, and it, it'll be the last track uh, as far as the music segment goes. We'll play something to roll the, the show out, of course. But uh, I saw my uh, pick is from Shogun Assassin, and it's uh, Lone Wolf's theme. And I know the uh, the guys over at Profondo Cinema actually covered this film. They're the ones that kind of turned me on to this. Um, so Ooh, I know nice. Axel, Axel, and Jay Scott will recognize this theme because it like plays throughout. Uh, it's kind of like a techno-y, synthy kind of score all the way through. Um, you guys might recognize the composer. Uh, it's Mark Lindsay. I guess he was um, the lead singer for Paul Revere and the Raiders. Are you guys familiar with that band? I think they're from the late early 70s, late 60s. Uh, huh, I, I seem to be drawing a blank for some reason. Okay. Uh, maybe you guys didn't get into that stuff. Uh, like my folks, I think had like the the vinyl and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I'm semi familiar with the band, but uh, yeah, like uh, the the music was created with the Moog synthesizer, similar to the um, Clockwork Orange track at the beginning of my list. And uh, yeah, I guess it was recorded in Lindsay's uh, private studio. <clears throat> Hmm. The Wonderland, so mom's laundry room. Wonderland Studio or whatever. I don't know. I'm not really familiar with that. So, sweet. 
I wonder if that has to do with the Wonderland that that movie with the that happened out in California. It like happened right around the Manson killings. They put a movie out with um, what's it was his name? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. It's, yeah. It's like about John Holmes and stuff. Oh, like that's what that records. one was about. Was the porn industry? Yeah. Okay, I knew that had to do with something. I didn't know if it was the music industry. I never seen the film, so. Hmm. Yeah, it's loosely. It's based on some kind of a shit that went down with john holmes after he was done making porn pretty much and he was all coked out and oh okay pretty, pretty much right before, pretty much right before he got aids and went over to japan and fucked all them asian chicks oh okay okay yeah all right well Classic um dude. i guess we're getting off topic a little bit that uh, neither of you guys have seen this film uh nope. right correct okay <laughs> Well, I, educate me here. I, I recommend it. I totally <laughs> recommend it. It's like filled with uh, arterial spray and like head choppings and lots of gore. And if you get the uncut version, uh, and I think it'd be up both of your guys' alleys. Uh, do, are you are I, you into kung fu stuff though, Tony? I don't know. Um, shit. Yes and no. I mean, one of my favorites is Story of Ricky, but that's yeah, you know, that's, that's yeah. complete cartoony gore. Uh, fuck, I am. I just can't think right now for some reason. I mean, I do like martial arts films, like, even, you know, in a, you know, modern, you know, newer films, like Ninja Assassin was fucking badass. I don't know if you guys have seen that. The Enter the Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge of the Ninja. That's ninja. canon, though. I, I know. That's the, <laughs> You're talking that's about the only stuff I like. movie that are 30 years old. <laughs> You're talking about that newer one, though. That, that, that uh, just came out a year or two ago. Or ninja Assassin it was such a throwback to the canon shit. It sounds like it's kind of a throw, uh, throwback to Shogun Assassin as well. Well, but no, Shogun is more of, like I said, like I, like I say, it's like a samurai film. I, and there's not a really a lot of kung fu. I've seen it a couple times. I can't remember if there was really any kung fu. Just a lot of sword play and sword fights and stuff. Um, actually, I think uh, John Carpenter was inspired on this film with um, what was it like Big Trouble in Little China? Oh, okay. probably because of the the guys with the hats. They're in this like they they're like there's a scene where they're hiding under the sand and they like come up through the sand and stuff on this battle on the beach. It's pretty epic. Um, and so I think this is a favorite of John Carpenter's. Like it, it just seems to me like Big Trouble in Little China was very inspired by this film like like he probably seen this back in the day when it was like came out in the grindhouse you know 40 seconds uh-huh. shit you know so well you know what it's on blu-ray so i'm gonna probably go buy it tomorrow <laughs> that probably looks fantastic on blu-ray yeah i just looked it up it's on blu-ray yeah the cinematography in the film is fucking fantastic like it's breathtaking like that's really gonna be the big draw the colors and then this music score, which is almost like borderline 80s-ish, like, it's ahead of its time, you know, um, in a sense. Um, so I guess we'll roll that track so you guys, uh, we'll stop gabbing here and let you guys hear it, actually. As I don't know if this is that super popular of a film. Like I said, I've only heard it mentioned on Profondo Cinema, and uh, that was the first time I'd ever heard of it, really, other than Tarantino. So I know he's, uh, this is a big influence for Kill Bill. Too as well. I know you guys hate Tarantino, but <laughs> yeah, fuck Tarantino. <laughs> Let's with not that, even get into that, I just hear him in the background, fucking, fucking asshole. With uh, with that said, I guess we'll uh, we'll roll the track then. All right, spin that track then. All right, it's Lone Wolf's theme.
right, guys, welcome back. Uh, it's pretty much the end of our show. Uh, we've pretty much rolled out all the tracks uh, that we had on our list. And, of course, we had that mammoth uh, cannon corner by Andy the Dream Warrior. Hell, yeah. So what was it again? Like 15 tracks altogether. So these fuckers got their money's worth. I don't want to hear any complaining in the fucking Internet world. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of surly. Maybe we should rant a little bit. <laughs> fucking rip some rip some shit up. Hi, buddy. I don't know, man. Like, you know, I was joking before, but I'll fucking rip some assholes open. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I got nothing to lose anymore. You guys got everything. You guys got everything to lose. I can sit here and you know. We don't have James. anything to lose. This is just I, like a I, hole in the wall podcast. or just bullshit every two every I two mean, months. I mean, I could like, say anything right now. I could say Jason Payne's a fucking faggot. I could say uh, gut munchers are fucking assholes. I'm glad the fucking site's gone. I mean, I can say whatever I can. I want. Oops. I guess that all just came out kind of. Speaking of speaking off the top of your head, I guess yeah. I'll I'll concur with all that stuff though. But uh, actually, before you know, we go on any further. I'd like to take the uh, this opportunity to say thanks. Uh, if I didn't say it before, thanks to Nick and Jason for letting me on their show. I appreciate it, and you know, I wish them nothing but the best. There's no hard feelings. I think I said this before in one of my YouTube videos. You know, all the best. I'd love to come back and do it again. It was a lot of fun, and I don't know. Anything you guys want to add on that? Well, hell, maybe there's always an opening here if you want to come on from time to time. If the topic interests you, hey, you're always welcome, man. You don't got to make it a full time gig, but yeah, it was it was just great to be back talking the shit with you. Oh, it was, oh, like, it was remind, hilarious. Reminded me a lot of the Furox days, like fucking. It was it was just off the wall, like you know, you know. Well, let's talk about the Furox. I mean, uh, you know. Towards the end there, I really honestly was getting fucking fed up with it, but uh, I had a lot of fun. I mean, and I know even like we didn't do that many interviews with celebrities. The, the interviews I, that I did do were great. I mean, mm -hmm. Betsy Russell was a fucking bitch, but the <laughs> other people were okay. You know, one day I'm going to give you guys the uncut Betsy Russell. <laughs> The uncut Betsy Russell interview. That would be awesome. I used to trim them, right? You yeah. Know, yeah. I would trim the beginning, like the banter, you know, and you just want to hear this fucking bitch, you know, spout out how important she felt she was. But uh, the other people were awesome, though. Gary Kent was great. Cat Shea was wonderful. Um, Nick Principe, what a super nice yeah, guy. That was a great interview. That guy was, that guy's like us, man. He's just a fan of movies. You know, yeah, he's solid, that dude. I think Gary Ken is too, as well. Like he seemed like oh, a, yeah. even though he is like steeped in, you know, uh, film history. I mean, it goes back to probably the fifties, if not further. You know, and that guy seems to be a, a real great. true fan too. Yeah, he's a yeah, great storyteller, great stuff to talk about. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's all. Yeah, you, know, you know, that's a, I think that's all the people we I did interview. I mean, Betsy Russell. I I just wanted to hang up on. The, Hang up the phone on her at one point because it's like ah, I don't even talk to you anymore, you fucking bitch. Yeah, the bitch didn't talk enough about Angel too. That's what we wanted to hear. Right? Oh, buddy, you could tell she didn't want anything to do with it. I was just like, and, you know. And the funny thing is, before I did that interview with her, she kept fucking dicking me around, postponing. Oh, <laughs> call me in an hour. Call me. Can you call me at this time? Oh, I gotta take a shower. Oh, can you, you know, 
All this shit, but I have her cell phone still. She wanted to be clean for the interview with you. I guess so. <laughs> I guess it's a nice sentiment, but yeah. you know, but uh I don't know, whatever. I yes. mean, she did it. She was a bitch though. I wouldn't talk to her again. Yeah. I, I think it was I think it was nice of her to take time out of her schedule though, like the bitches do in Hollywood movies and stuff still, so like what? Well, it's a saw movie. I don't know. Yeah. It's finished. It's a saw film. No, it's a, well, yeah, I guess, but you know it's not. They're going to come out in two years with another one. Saw's made in Toronto. <laughs> oh, oh, really? There we go. All eight of them. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Fuck her. <laughs> Fuck her. But, uh, back, to, you know, back to the Ferox story that going around on Betsy Russell there. Ferox was great. You know, I, you know, to those, to those of you who really did like the show, I hope you don't hate my guts or anything like that. You know, I don't think I'm a bad person at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, he's a saint, man. He's a saint, Saint Tony. I, mean, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't perfect or anything, but uh, I don't know. It was fun. It, it, it had its moments. It was, you know, it was. I, I, you know, I understand that what a lot of these guys have to do, and I'm sure right now with Nick and J Dog, you know, it's a lot of work doing just the editing. Mm-hmm. Part I of, would, you know, I wouldn't know. I, I, you guys always took care of that. I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're like a baby. You have to support the the head so it doesn't like you know fall off when you're holding it. <laughs> <That's> true. <yeah. laughs> kind of square when it comes to the whole internet thing, but it's all good. I figured out Skype, so here I am. <laughs> well, like but no, yeah, great times, man. So sorry to cut you off. That's all right. It's like as far as like uh, a listener of the Ferox, like, and I've said this before uh, to J Dog, but uh, you know, as like a listener, you guys always brought like a show that was pretty full and um, like had, you know, it felt like there were seconds to come back to because I've listened to the shows multiple times, and I think a lot of uh, Ferox uh, fans uh, have done the same. And I mean, yeah, you guys got interviews and they were, there was a high point there with the interviews, but like at the same time, you guys didn't have to get interviews. Um, you were entertaining just, just you guys, uh, just bullshit and was entertaining, more entertaining mm-hmm. than any interview you could. Thank do. you. So thanks, man. Um, I hear a lot of that too from people saying like how the shows have like re-listenability, like not like other podcasts. Like, I don't know. I hate, hate this say but like i had the guy was saying like he can listen to our shows three times or he can't even make it through an episode of dead pit and shit like that so oh i'm not oh. saying that i'm not saying there's no <laughs> shit <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> i don't even care anymore but um you know it's, what it's you know the what? only show i ever listen to again like it's it's like Profondo Cinema, I've listened to some of their past like Romero episodes and whatnot, and they bring a great show too. But like, list, re-listening to podcasts really isn't my thing. And uh, your show is probably the only one I've probably re-listened to every episode at least three times. Thank you. So, <clears throat> you know, it was fun. We, we we did goof around a lot, but you know, I hope that there was some information that. Whoever listened to it got out of it, you know. We tried to be knowledgeable with our uh, whatever whatever we were talking about. So yeah, you know. I actually did my homework back then. Now now I just kind of whatever. But just pull things out of your ass. <laughs> yeah, more or less, just kind of fly by night. But fly it by still, night st- still comes good. <laughs> I mean, eh, I don't know. 
it was it was it was it was fun. It was different. It was it was a good experience for the most part. There were some times where I you know wanted to fucking choke some people, but uh, you know it's like real life. You, mm-hmm. People try to fucking destroy you for no reason sometimes, and whatever. I mean, there's always well, an you know, I think we've been this, lucky. We haven't we haven't had any hate mail or anything really. It's like this show has been pretty good, but I mean, there's not really there's no message board. There's no connection with any other podcast other than the Ferox and and Profondo Cinema. And you, know? you should so, keep it that way. In my, you opinion. know, we haven't had any people coming over and saying, "Well, you ripped off this show or you did this." It's like, how can you rip off Savage Streets? It was a film put out into the public. You know, who ripped? <laughs> Who ripped off Savage Street? Well, I, you know, we've heard things in the past saying you guys ripped it off from Dead Pit, and uh, you know, how can you rip off a film? You know, like you talk about movies, it's gonna come up. You know, it's a favorite of your guys's. You know, I can't remember who that asshole was, but who, who made that comment? But if I ever see him, I'll fucking cut that cunt. <laughs> I, can't remember. I, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, uh, oh. it's so stupid though. I, well, we're not allowed to talk about a movie. Like, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that's what it came down to after a while, and I could totally understand why you you know you had to hang your mic up and say fuck it for a little while because I could imagine that getting just honest, moronic you know, honest, after a while. Yeah, honestly, buddy, you know I try not to let shit bother me, but it just fucking grinds on you after a while. Yeah. And I worked really hard on the show. I'm not trying to sound like arrogant or toot my horn or anything like that, but I, I put a lot of work on it. I designed the website. I uploaded the shows. I made the message board. I did this. I got the interviews. After a while, you do all this hard work, and then, you know, it's like, you know, you get the finger right in your face after, and it's just like, uh, what the fuck is this? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you guys did it out of your, you know, your own spare time. Um, and as far as like a listener goes, you guys really never offended anybody, never had tried to go after any other podcasts out there. Like if you didn't like something, you just and, you didn't know, talk and that's about the, it. And that's the thing. We tried to be nice with everybody too, mm-hmm. right from the get go. That was our goal. We're going to be, we're going to be friends with everybody. That was our mistake. Not to, yeah. We should have just started off being fucking assholes, fuck you, fuck you, and then it probably wouldn't have been as bad. But we try to be nice guys, I guess because we're Canadians, we're dorks yeah. like that sometimes. But well, Our original idea was to try to kind of make like a, incorporate all the shows together and like everyone work together. Like stuff. an alliance. That's what that's I, what I was told. Doing. That's, that's what, what I was doing. Let me tell you something. That That's what I was told by someone else. That was the idea. Never followed through on it, but whatever, you know, that's not my decision or anything, but. Well, you know, that's what I thought, and that's why, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but that's why I had posted that little promo thing on certain people's, you know, boards on their Facebooks, because I thought it was an alliance. I thought that's what this was. That's what, you know, was pushed out to the people, and this is what's going on, and I bought into it. I thought that's exactly what was going on. You bought the hype? I bought the hype. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I bought the hype. I mean, I remember listening to you guys on the call-in on Dead Pit. I mean, from the beginning, you know? Oh, we got muscled out by that guy you couldn't even understand anyway, like Mickey Maggots or whoever that phoned in. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that call. Like That was when you guys got super quiet and weren't really saying anything, huh? Well, I didn't give a fuck what he was talking about. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even remember that. What are you talking about? <laughs> you guys did a call-in? Oh, when they had it? Yeah. It was the Canada, like, 
Canada takes oh, over Edge Pit. Right. Yeah. And they had the craft dinner song. I love, I love my craft dinner with pussy, pussy and porno. Yeah. I didn't even remember that. Ah, you know what? For me though, it was fun <laughs> when I called in the, called those guys. I, I do the Hulk Hogan voice and shit. It was pretty, it was fun most of the time. Oh yeah, it was always good times. I got no regrets. Mm. Except that I didn't get no free movies, but hey, what are you gonna do? We ain't in it just, for the you're just bitter about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like every fly-by-night motherfucker that slaps a review on Facebook can get a fucking... Yeah, I know. I didn't understand that. I still don't understand that. It's like, because we're in Canada, eh? It's like... Yeah. Well, me being in the States here, I'm going to try to remedy that for the show here, so... I just need to know where to go to, like, put in... What is it? I imagine you, like... Put in an application and submit. Like, well, you know, sometimes how many, how many listeners you have. I imagine that's how it goes. Know, sometimes, Nick, yeah, they do want stats, or you know, even you just gotta write into them. Like, yeah, into gotta the write companies. a big, a big paragraph. I love this, blah blah blah. I want to see uh, uh, the. Uh, I can you please send me the first season of Martin because I really love Martin Lawrence mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. Not really, but <laughs> you don't send that fan shit of, back. Yeah, fan of Martin. I, hate it, I guess I'd probably review it if they sent it to me. I might review it. Like I'm not gonna waste a whole ten minutes, but no, man, I'd be like Runk and I'd sell them DVDs for beer. Whatever happened? <laughs> I don't know, man. You see him on Facebook once in a while. He but closed he, his YouTube. He, page, he, he 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 went MIA like me too. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I never, honestly, never really talked to him, so I don't know. But he, his videos were funny. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would get, like, yeah, four he, or five beers in him and go on a he, rant. <laughs> he was just probably being fucking harassed or whatever, too, being, Could ha- be. being hated on, so I don't yeah. blame him. Well, he was our first YouTuber of the month, and he never got back to us on it. <laughs> really? He never got back to you guys? No, that's why we quit doing it. We're like, oh, fuck these guys. A YouTuber? No, the first yeah. YouTuber was Country Trash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Runk, Runk was Runk was second or third, I think, yeah. Runk was happy about it. Slasher Club. Mm. Maybe I'm thinking of... Yeah, maybe it was Country Trash. Yeah, Country Trash. He yeah, was so. all right, though, guy. That guy was all right. I forget his name. Um, what the fuck was his name? Jack, I think. Anyway, he sent me a, a free replica of friday 13th part four mask so i was i was i got no problems with him man he was cool i don't even think he makes videos anymore either no his youtube account's gone really eh? even even laurie's gone too it's all that everyone's getting hacked like my account got hacked i'm thinking of closing mine down too Uh, whatever happened to laurie because laurie was cool man and then she closed down her facebook account too she sent me a fucking autographed picture of jennifer rubin from nightmare on elm street part three oh yeah she played you know the punk chick with the needles she she fucking she sent me an autograph you know eight by ten she was in another film too around that time period another horror bad dreams yeah bad dreams yep is that any good? I got oh, it. Oh yeah, that's a great. Bad Dreams is great. Buddy's yeah. in it. That guy, um, doesn't Richard Lynch. Isn't Richard there a Lynch. guy that gets burned Ooh, and really? like he's on fire for a while? The stunt man in that in that scene when with the fire. Is yeah, that, is that the same movie? Yeah, that's the one. With Richard the Lynch is stuff. Lynch is the villain in it. J Dog. Okay, I just grabbed it out. Of, I'm in the yeah. dungeon, so I just grabbed it off the shelf. Yeah. 
Jennifer Rubin, Richard Lynch, Bruce oh, she's Abbott. So, she's so hot back then, man. Fuck. Sweet. Yeah, they show the people burning in the back. Yeah, throw that puppy in tonight, J-Dog. You'll like it, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm going to watch this tonight. <laughs> Fuck it, the show's over. I'm going to go watch this movie. No, <laughs> just kidding. But uh, sorry, to, but anyway, just to summarize everything I was saying, you know, all to 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 uh, all of those, you know, all of you guys that listen to uh, Canadian Furox, I appreciate it. Um, you know, don't hate me or anything. I don't hate anybody. Well, I hate people, but you, know. <laughs> you like bone crusher. I hate yeah. people. Man. I don't. I don't even care about people, man. I don't give a damn. Fuck all people. Just try to fuck me around. Don't try and fuck me around. Yeah, you fucking with me, man. <laughs> Yeah, we tried to get Mark Pittman on the show, but he doesn't have a headset and microphone for Skype. He's going to do an interview with us. I don't know. He might still. I don't know. I haven't contacted him. You don't need Skype. You just phone the guy. How do you do that, though, through the phone? Is it like Skype through the phone? Or uh, Nick, is... Nick, Nick, buddy, all my all my interviews are on the phone. Okay. Well, I got a no, BlackBerry, not... so do I need no, an app for it? No, what you do is they give you the number and that's it. You click in the number and. No, I mean, Skype. how do you record it? I, I, I don't have no recording devices on my BlackBerry. Like I don't know. Like, I don't no, not... you use you can use Skype to call them with. You call their phone is what you do. No, he's asking what what are you recording with right now? Well, I'm using Skype, but like I've tried calling phone numbers through my Skype and it won't let me without uh, paying for it. Well, no, you have to use what I used. I guess J-Dog never told you what it is. I don't remember what it's called now. Fuck, oh, what is it? It's a program. I want to say it's called... Hmm. Ah, fuck, what was it called, J-Dog? Right. Uh, I, thought we, I thought we used Skype Recorder. Like we're letting the fans behind the that curtain. Re- that, yeah. Yeah, we will talk about this after. Anyway. <laughs> They're figuring out all I don't want to give out, I don't want to give out, yeah, I want to divulge any. Yeah, well, you we'll, can, we'll tell. You message me it later if you think about it or whatever. 25 <laughs> podcasts will jump up. I know. It's like, oh, we're fucking assholes are telling their secrets. <laughs> Forget you heard anything. I yeah. should give you guys, you know, whatever, you know, for future, I should give you some of my prank calls. Yeah, we'd love to play them. <laughs> I, I have so many still. Like, just oh, dude, we'd love to play them. I, I, I know play them on the show every every time we lay one. So some people didn't. I know some people didn't like them because they were a little crude or whatever, silly. Yeah, them people were square, man. Yeah, fuck them. I thought they were funny. I thought they were hilarious. I was waiting for each episode just to, well, not just <laughs> to hear the prank calls, but that was one so, of my favorites. They were. I'm so still st- waiting to see Superman naked myself. They were yeah. so stupid, though, but. I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. I oh, think people would like them, man. Like, uh, I'll, I'll email you one. You use one each show. They were funny. Awesome. Well, like, uh, you know, we we really enjoyed having you on, and uh, I know J Dog has talked about like, um, you know, maybe for the future, like, uh, you guys had planned a. I guess it would be like the missing Furox episode, wouldn't it? Uh, the lost episode. What was we it? beefed up and then fucking took well, the flyer down right away. Was it? No, you, you, well, J-Dog had, like, leaked a little bit to the fanboys in, a, like, a chat, a blog TV chat he did, and he, he said you guys were planning something for I Spit on Your Grave. Now, I don't know what the VHS vault was going to be or who the YouTuber of the month was going to be, but it was going to be, like, uh, I think that was going to be the, your, your exploitation corner. I don't even remember that. We were going to talk about... What was the other thing? Oh, fuck, I can't remember. That was a long time ago. 
Because, yeah, it was right after the street walking show. We were going to do one more show, and then we just never did. Well, I we can do it if that's what you want. I mean, um, we should do another. You know, I should come back next time, and we should do a special, like a Charles Bronson thing again, but with somebody else. Mm. Like, we should talk about, I don't know, think of a topic. Like, that Charlie one was a lot of fun to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good retrospective. Yeah, it was great to listen to. Too. And and I remember this. You guys did two. Was didn't you do the slasher one, or was that music and horror and slasher? I don't know. I remember the slasher one was great too. The slasher was like fucking seven slasher hours. Time. Seven hours long. It was fun. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, that was a big show. Wow, fifty years of slasher movies. It's a lot of fucking movies. We didn't get like you covered a lot of them though. Yeah, it's like psychotic. <laughs> left, left a few out, but yeah, yeah. that should have probably been like a five-part uh, special. <laughs> I remember it recording been. it. I remember recording it. Like I felt like cobwebs forming around my ears. <laughs> I was just like, I gotta go to the bathroom now. But oh, we gotta finish the show though. Right? Oh, fuck yeah, that was a lot of research. That show. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. Did you really like, research? What did you research, buddy? <laughs> did you really I research? I did it with you. you were, oh, yeah, I was researching <laughs> shit. Yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> I still got the notes. I'll sell them to someone if they we, want them. We Wikipedia had a fucking a slasher list. <laughs> we just went through. Did we see that? No, we yeah. Oh, we saw that one. Yeah, we, did we see this one? Nah. <laughs> I did watch about research. 15 of them, though. It was just funny how the way you said it. It's like, oh fuck the research. We huh? hit the books. <laughs> it, like, it was like it was like Harvard or something. Right. You were studying Harvard or ITT, IT Tech or whatever. Just like I was going all Point Dexter on it. Eh? Oh god, this this slash episode was uh, the notes we had to study. <laughs> it was uh, just unimaginable. Fuck, it was tough, eh? Don't get off my case, man. <laughs> I'm just razzing you, buddy. I, I'm just a razzer. Oh, that's fucking good. I miss it, man. I missed it. I'm a razzler, dazzler, uh, tazzler, I don't know. I'm just thinking of Miles Herbert. <laughs> yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> I'm just putting words in your mouth, but yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know. You guys got anything else to say? We've been rambling and well, rambling. Well, you know, yeah. like, like I said before, you know, uh, Tony's always welcome on the show. And, like, if you come up with an idea for a show, you know, pitch it over to us. And most likely we'll probably be like, okay, we don't have any other ideas, so let's go with it. Because <laughs> uh, we just kind of make the show up by the seat of our pants, you know. It would be a pleasure. I'll, you know, I'll think of something. Maybe we'll do, like, a retrospective on uh, the, the, the uh, legendary acting of Sinbad. <laughs> there we go. All right. The world's greatest actor, Sinbad. A Pauly Shore retrospective would be pretty good, too. Oh, uh, but I'd rather die. Phantom of the Mall and all that shit. Bio-dome, jury, jury duty. duty. Yeah. Son in law. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I Classic Biodome up like uh, a month ago or something. Oh, they, yeah. What was that? Biodome. I picked that up. I think it was in a three pack. You know what? I remember when it first came out, I thought, oh, it was so funny. And then I watched it again, and I was like, God, this is really How did I laugh stupid. at this? <laughs> I know, this is fucking stupid. And you yeah. got the fucking Baldwin brother there, too. It's like, what was I smoking? I th- I don't know. The last viewing, I, th- I laughed here and there. I haven't but seen that shit forever. I warned the fucker out when I was a kid when it came out. So Yeah. But, uh... Well, do you guys got anything else to add? Uh... 
I, I'm all, I'm, I'm cleaned out. I know I'm you got a new, uh, I know you got a new YouTube page. We could, we could butt plug sure. that. Sure. Um, yeah, let's, yeah, butt let's plug that up. J Dog, do the honors. Spread Pump it up. Right. Pump it up, buddy. Um, <laughs> what is it? www.youtube.com slash Mr. Massacre Street. Anyway, Mr. Massacre Street. Check <laughs> it out. Just type Mr. Massacre, Mr. Massacre Street in. You'll find it. Exactly. And it's and on our main page of the uh, uh, Exploited Cinema Blogspot page. It's like on a banner rotator up there. So just wait for it to come around. It's got a picture of uh, Tony Pepperoni all uh, dressed up as Hulk Hogan. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that wasn't no this costume. Guy, this guy on, just no. laughs at his own jokes. He's fucking arrogant. But uh, uh, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, there's that, you know, and also if the, uh, any music fans, I still have a music one too. Or I haven't uploaded anything. Oh, yet. is that the still up? Honey? The Devil's Honey, yeah. Oh, my, yeah. I thought weird... that went down. No, I I oh. have that went up. You just never, don't check into it. No, I haven't uploaded anything. I haven't recorded anything in that vein in a while. I'm going to actually maybe record something next weekend. It, it, fans of folky, weirded, psychotic lyrics, but acoustic and pretty sounding, you know. Well, you got I the like Cat that. in the Brain tune on there still? Yeah, that was a good tune. Those are all, they're all on there. The yeah. They're based off horror movies, for those of you who've never heard of it. You yeah, know. you did a cover of uh, Love Machine. I really liked that. Yeah, that I did that. Awesome. I don't know. I was, I, I loved You did that? No way. That cover is that fucking too. awesome. You did some Wasp. You know Love Machine? Yeah, I know Love Machine. I rock it. I got it on my MP3 player. I, I did a like, cover of it, but it's really slow and like. It's different. It's definitely yeah, You're doing it acoustic? It's just piano. Yeah, it's an acoustic. All I need's my love. That's the last thing. That's the last thing <laughs> uploaded. Well, yeah, cool. we should gotta... play that track on the uh, on the show one of these times. I'd love to play that track that you did. Guys, you know, and speaking of music, you know, this being a music episode and everything, I don't know, do you guys still use my VHS fault theme? No, but I used some music for the intro of the show from some of that music you made me for the for the film because that's on the back mm-hmm. burner right now. So I laced oh. that up. But uh, J Dog didn't want to like because we you know we hadn't heard from you in a while and we didn't really want to step on your toes. So I just well, used a door. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to like steal too much from the old show. Like I didn't well, want to piss you off number, or anything. So. Number number one, you're allowed to use VHS fault. I don't care. Just as long you know if you ever make money, you know, make sure I get some yeah because yeah. <laughs> i'm greedy like that but next thing i was going to say is uh if you guys want music for the show i got no problem doing it if you want an original theme for uh, exploitated cinema i can whip something up well that'd be great yeah, we don't you really have anything. Anything. you know how we're we already using you we're already using a piece of music by you but it wasn't really created it's actually the carnage theme I'm, i've been using remember that track uh I know one of them. I know I did two of them. You did the one that was very ne- it sounded like necromantic uh, theme. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. But that's not the one I'm using. It's the one to the death scene. Yeah. So. Well, you know, if you guys want a theme, like I had the Canadian Ferox theme. Like if you guys want a theme for exploit exploited cinema, I have no problem. Something doing it. greasy, something grimy, or something grimy. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Look that up. Yeah, sure, buddy. We're open-minded to anything, and uh, you know, anything, anything you want to do for the show, it's like anytime. VHS Vault was a kick-ass song. 
Yeah, I, I wanted to use it. I tore your throat out doing that, didn't it? God, that guy's just fucking full of himself. Somebody's <laughs> <laughs> listening to the show right now. Oh, this guy's a fucking prick. He just loves himself. I, I, okay. They should see you in your room at night. <laughs> I, have a, I have a mirror ceiling, and I just jerk off to myself. <laughs> look at my ceiling. It's like Scarface, you know. Or was that Scarface? I don't know which. I think he had, had a ce- I think he had a mirror on the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. In the in the hot tub room, wasn't it? Yeah, that's oh. probably what I'm thinking of. Shit, yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Anything you want to like, Nick said. Anything you want to do for the show? I, that's... I, I love making music. Get you back in the gig. Yeah, the changelings always has a throne on the show to sit in when he wants to come, and you know we keep it dusted off and clean for you when you want to put your crown on and. It's like this. This uh, just don't let J Dog fart on it or anything. <laughs> Give it a name. Give it a name. <laughs> Half the shit that comes out of my mouth don't even make sense. Eh? It's like it's Abba Zabba, fucking like what the fuck's this guy talking about? Like I don't know. I I told you you're not supposed to drink the bong water. <laughs> well, it tastes good. All right, it goes break. down smooth. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but uh anyway, anyway, maybe you guys want to wrap it up before they turn it off or Yeah, it's like wrap it up, B. You got the guy in the back. Yeah, like, with the wrap it up box. It up. Yeah, like on the Chappelle show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that is our cue to wrap the show up, but uh it, this show is going to be coming to you guys a little bit later. Uh it, it'll probably be the 12th episode actually. It'll come after our uh Serial killer shows, but uh, actually we're recording this on J Dog's birthday, and uh, well, mm-hmm. Tony, Tony never gave Tony or gave uh, J Dog what he wanted back when you guys covered the Mutilator. You wanted to hear some fall break uh, rocking, huh? Are you gonna play that for my birthday? Fucking a man, it's gonna like it's like thirty blow outside, so it's gonna like put me in a good spirit and get my ass jiving. Yeah, we're gonna of, like, we're gonna play it. Fall uh, break. Fall break, Peter yelling in the breakers. Fall break, we're going to roll the show out on that. So uh, with that note, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully in the future we can do more uh, Ferox-oriented shows, and um, maybe we'll do a straight-up Ferox reunion show that's like, uh, you know, just you guys. I'd be down for that too, you know, so. Well, I'd, Don't make I'd, promises you can't keep. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> It all sounds great to me, and uh, once again, it's been a pleasure, and I had a lot of fun. All right, yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, Tony. It was fucking good times, and Nick, peace out, buddy. It was a good show. Yeah, again, thanks, Tony, for coming on the show, and I hope you guys all enjoyed this. And uh, tune in uh, next week, I'm sure, well, whenever the next episode is, I'm sure we'll have something great for you. Yeah, fuck, if they didn't like it, they can go fuck themselves, but yeah. That's what That's what I'm saying. When the yeah, words like turn red and gold and the football games bring a hint of the cold times again. We'll pack the car with escape in mind, forgetting about classes, leaving books behind. Time to get away. Empty cottage sitting on the shore. Tourists all left about a month before, and we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll breathe the sweet soul air. I swear we'll never 